welcome to the Teen Boss Babe podcast. I'm your host, Paola, founder of Socials by Paola and Teen Boss Babes. I'm obsessed with supporting young entrepreneurs on making their business dreams come true. Stick around with me and learn all about starting your journey, how to grow, how to be successful, other boss babe journeys, and my journey. Now, let's get into being a Teen Boss Babe. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Teen Boss Babe podcast. Today we have Adrienne Finch. I am obsessed with her and I hope you guys are really excited to learn more about her story because I know I am, and thank you guys so much for coming back to the Team Boss Way podcast, or if you're new, hi, welcome. But yeah, I'm so excited to have her here, and yeah, just feel free to let everyone know who you are and what you do. Yeah, hi, well, thanks for having me, and my apologies for my voice being all scratchy. I don't know why it is decided not to be here today, of course, the day that we're recording, but I'm so happy to be here. Um, so I'm Adrian Finch, and I have been kind of, you know, a content creator on YouTube and social media, and I have a podcast. Um, I've been on YouTube for like five years now, so I really got my start with kind of digital content creation a while ago now, Um, but originally, I mean, I went to school for screenwriting and marketing, so I was super into entertainment and just um, creating things and sharing with an audience, so that's kind of how I got into all of that. And I mean, of course we can get into the background of YouTube and how that started. Um, but then over the years I've kind of evolved my business into also including a podcast, which is called the self-made mastery podcast. And it's all about, you know, success coaching and just helping people feel empowered to be able to live their dream life and, you know, create the careers they want and have the confidence to, you know, go get every goal that they have and achieve their wildest dreams. So that's kind of, where I'm at now. I love it. I'm so excited to learn more about YouTube and your podcast journey because I know like when I started, you know, like social media stuff, YouTube was such a big thing and I know you were on there and it was just Mm -hmm. like the start of YouTube. So I'm really excited to learn your kind of story on the side of YouTube. Um, Are you ready to hop into some questions? Yeah, let's do it. Yay. So tell us a little bit about your journey. How slash when did you start YouTube? Yeah. So I started YouTube back in, I want to say like 2014. So like six, technically six years ago is when I was like, oh my gosh, YouTube is a thing. And the reason is because, so I went to film school. So I was all about like entertainment and film and TV. Um, But I didn't realize, I, I knew that social media was a thing obviously. And it was still like very much on the rise, but I didn't quite realize how big this YouTube world was. I didn't realize it was its whole own just world of almost like little TV shows. People had channels and had, a, you know, millions of followers and it, people were able to create entire businesses and careers out of creating videos online. And I just thought that was so cool and interesting. And I think I was always the kind of person that didn't necessarily go the traditional path. I kind of wanted to pave my own path and, you know, maybe do something that other people weren't so much doing or take that risk. So I kind of was like, I like this whole YouTube thing because um, I was interning at a company called Awesomeness TV at the time, which was this YouTube kind of production company and they have a channel and it was just a bunch of like fun videos uh, aimed towards like teenagers and, you know, young people. And I loved it. And that's what introduced me to YouTube. So I decided to create a channel. I had a little bit of knowledge on like film and filming and um, production, but not a lot. I I was very new to it. And I actually ended up meeting these girls, Monica and Shelby Church. I don't know if you know who they are, Um, but I met them at this random event back in 2015. And they kind of knew that I had started a channel, but it was like very small. And to be honest, I knew I did not know anything that I was doing. I was like 
literally no clue what this is. I don't know how to film and edit. And they kind of like took me under their wing and they were like, we'll show you because we think you have like, you know, a lot of potential. And it was kind of cool and kind of weird because they were so much younger than me at the time. And I was like, hey, I'm willing to learn from anyone. Let's do this. And they really helped me kind of establish that just the basic knowledge of like, what kind of videos are popular? How does this whole thing work? How, what's the best way to film and edit and like grow on YouTube. And they actually also had me as a cast member of their collaborative comedy channel called Just Like That. So there was this channel that was like fun comedy little videos. And I was actually a regular contributor to that channel, which was like a dream come true at the time. Oh my gosh. And because of that, there was a lot of cross, uh, promotion and I gained a lot of subscribers from that channel onto my own personal main channel. And then over the years, I kind of just learned more and more and kept posting videos and kind of just took off. And then eventually, um, I felt secure enough to quit my full-time like production company job and just pursue my own kind of entrepreneurial things. And YouTube was the biggest one and the biggest source of income, but it was cool because it also allowed the flexibility of like potentially if I wanted to write something, I could write something like I, you know, I worked my own schedule and my own kind of thing. So that was how I started YouTube. And I guess, so I would say I seriously started like really taking it seriously in the beginning of 2015. So like five years essentially, which is crazy that it's been that long, but I yeah, love that's my that. journey. I love how like you started with like friends, like friends motivated you. I think that's like really important. Totally. Because, um, like, it's cool to see that other people are like, yeah, come to this platform. Like, mm -hmm. it'll be so much fun. And, like, you literally have no clue what people can do, like, how much yeah. they help you, like, how much they helped you. 100%. And I do want to say one thing about that. Like, that's such a good point that not only was I so willing to learn, I mean, they were in a position that I wanted to be in. And so, you know, I think a lot of people would be like, oh, well, they're like younger than me and they've never had a real job and they didn't go to college or whatever. Like, it didn't matter at all. Like that's all just judgment. And these girls like really helped me launch my career, which is so awesome. And I want to say the second thing about that that was so valuable is that I really went into that friendship. First of all, not like with any expectations of them helping me or me, like, you know, getting clout from them. Like I chose in my head, like I genuinely like these girls. I want to be friends with them. If it helped my career, that's awesome. Like, heck yeah. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I basically went in thinking, what can I do to like be a good friend to them and to help them? And I feel like that's also kind of a, just a really good attitude in life to have with networking and with like jobs and friendships is like, when you go into it only thinking about what can I benefit from this, it just, it's not going to end the way that you want it. But when you go into something thinking like, how can I help this person and how can I be of service to them? And same with social media, how can I be of service to my followers? you just get a better result. And you know, and like, you just manifest those types of things coming to you. Like I put out that energy and they, without me saying anything about my own YouTube career, they were like, we want to help you. So that's just a random point. But yeah, um, that was really awesome. I love that you shared that because I think it's important that you kind of, you saw it as a friendship, like not anything to do with like growing your career because I mean, yeah. it's not always a way to get into a friendship because you want clout or you want to get big or you want to like totally. get your name out there. Like it's more important about having a friendship, no matter if it yeah. helps you or not. Um, Absolutely. And that's just like number one. And then plus like you can also relate to them as like YouTube struggles as well. Like totally. even if you didn't grow your platform, you like you guys could still relate on, oh my God, I forgot to upload or oh my God, I forgot to edit or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And I think 
it's just so important to me to have genuine relationships and friendships, especially in this type of industry. And I also knew that for them who had a bigger following than me, obviously by a long shot, I knew that they would be able to tell like, okay, this girl's genuine and like cares about us and it's not fake. And, and I, that was important to me that they knew that. And I knew that like, they could probably help me, but I was like, I'm not going to force this. I'm not going to push this. And you know, if I ended up like not liking them as people, like I wouldn't just stick around because, you know, I wanted that. And, and that's hard for people. I think a lot of people are very, you know, you want to benefit yourself. And I think that that's good too. Like looking out for opportunities, like you want to be thinking in that way, but yeah, to your point, like it's really important to just have genuine authentic relationships. Cause that's when the most benefit is going to come out of it for sure. Yes. A hundred percent. So you kind of added a little bit, basically they were your inspiration on starting your YouTube channel. So, or growing your YouTube channel a little bit more. Yeah. But what led you to upload that first video? Like what was your <laughs> first video? What was that like sign? Who told you? Mm -hmm. What went through your mind when you said, this is going to be my first video? Yeah. So actually when I was interning at that company, Austinus TV, I, my role was kind of, I was like this on-air host. Sometimes they had this YouTube show called The Daily Report. They actually still have it, I think. And it's basically just a morning little like mini pop culture news show kind of where just they give like the updates for the day if there was any like drama with YouTube or like just celebrity news basically. And so I was a host. So someone would write a script. I eventually started writing the scripts. And then I would like host it with a teleprompter and a camera. And I just loved that feeling of like, being on camera, but then also having the video go up and having like seeing thousands and thousands of people like watching it and commenting and reacting. Like I love that feeling of sharing with people and I, it felt super cool and fun. And basically I just learned so much about YouTube from interning there that eventually I think one of the other hosts or like some, maybe my boss, I don't know, was just like, how do you not have a YouTube channel? Like, do you have one? And I was like, no, I guess I don't. And they kind of were just like, you should absolutely have a YouTube channel. So I was like, you're right. And I, so I started one and I think my first videos were all like random little videos from around that office. Actually. I think my very first one was actually, there were a couple that were like me in my car vlogging, but let me just literally tell you, like, I had no idea what I was doing. I think I posted like a one minute video of me just ranting about how diets are stupid and like, like why you shouldn't go on diets and why I like, I'm too lazy to work out, but I should go on a diet, but I don't want to. Like, it was so dumb. But then I started kind of actually thinking about creative ideas. And my first like real YouTube video, I would say, was myself and this girl, Lindsay Ray, who was also a host for Awesomeness. That's how we met. We decided to make a video called How to Survive Your First College Rager. And it was like fake, but we had woken up from kind of a fun like night out with our friends. And we were like, let's make a video about like the steps you take after you're like, waking up from a night out. And it was like, step one, check your Snapchat story and make sure you didn't post anything embarrassing. It was just like this random funny video. The editing was pretty cringy. But after that, I just, I had so much fun making that video with her and just kind of laughing at ourselves. I just fell in love instantly with just like creating content. I didn't even care like who was watching. I was like, that was fun. <laughs> So that's kind of how it started. I think that's kind of like how everyone start. Like, it's just like a random day. You had the idea, like, today I'm going to upload it. Like, mm -hmm, literally, because before yeah. you have a, a following or before you're like doing it for a job or whatever, like, you don't really care. You're just like, this is fun. So I'm going to do it. 
and then it could like accidentally turn into something. You're like, oh, okay, this is cool. (laughs) Yeah. Like I remember when I started like my YouTube channel a long time ago, like it was really common to do those like recipe videos or like back to school. And I I was like, or collab channels. I remember collab channels were a thing. Huge. Me and my cousin made like a little collab channel. And when she would come over, we'd make like back to school videos and like, you know, those like type of like recipe videos. So mm-hmm. I just remember how popular it was. And it was like so funny how you didn't even care how the editing was. Like no. it was just about uploading and having fun. And then looking back at it like two days later and being like, oh, we should do a part two or like. Totally. I love that. I think that's so fun. And, um, you know, I think that's like when the most creative ideas happen too, because you're not feeling this pressure of like, I have to do this or this is my job or whatever. Like that's definitely been something I've had to adapt to over the years is kind of realizing, like learning how to be just as creative and have just as much fun when it's kind of like, now I have to do it instead of just, oh, I can do it for fun. It's definitely shifted when it becomes a job. Um, It's still, oh my God, so much fun. Like I wouldn't trade it for anything, but yeah, it's that, those are the good days when you're like, there's no pressure. This is like a fun, stress-free thing. And yeah, that's what it was all about. Yeah. I remember it was like, Mm -hmm. It was like the whole, um, I don't know what, it was like the acting type vibe of YouTube. Totally. Like, yep. Everything was like acted out. Like like skits. Yeah. Like I would wake up at eight in the morning and then you like film yourself waking yeah. up. Yeah. And then yeah. Like, you go get coffee and then it's like the whole coffee scene. Oh my God. Yes, I, exactly. I, I remember those days of YouTube and it's like looking back at those days, I'm like, it's crazy how YouTube has changed. Like we went from skits to literally people just vlogging and not even editing anything. Like they just totally. Oh my gosh. It's insane. The evolution, like, yeah. From skits to like DIYs with really high saturation and B roll and all of that. And then to like, basically just quirky behind the scenes, like not edited well, like, because people now want to just kind of see the more real authentic, like day in your life without all this high production it is really cool and interesting to just see how it always evolves it's changed so much that's so much yeah yeah Um, so since you've been on youtube we already talked about like growing up on youtube what was it like like you growing up on youtube you growing your channel with everything like how it changed to how it is now like what was it like yeah it was so i feel like i I started, I mean, a while ago, but in the grand scheme of YouTubers in general, I feel like I was actually like later to the game kind of a little bit. And so it was interesting because again, like I didn't really know that YouTube was this whole thing. So it's not like I grew up like watching YouTube videos and being like, oh, I want to do that. It was like, honestly, all new to me, like when I started. So it was, it's cool now to look back and kind of think, wow, I'm so glad that I had sort of this normal you know, school experience and like childhood, obviously, but I'm kind of like glad that I got to experience that so that by the time I started YouTube and had like followers and was making money from social media, it wasn't this thing where I, you know, like, not that I think I would have like changed or become different, but I'm glad that I worked as hard as I did in school and to get jobs and to do all these things. Because I, I feel like if I had started YouTube even earlier, I may have been tempted just to like, Hey, I'm making money. And I'm like, succeeding at this. I don't need to try as hard in school or I don't need to try as hard in my, um, you know, for my internship or whatever. Again, like, I think I'm the type of personality that would have just tried hard anyway, probably. But, you know, I'm really thankful that I kind of got a taste of like 
the non-YouTube life and the YouTube life. And I feel like what it was like once I started is, I mean, at first, like just the most incredible feeling to think that something you're putting out there is like being received well by random people and knowing that there are people that you don't know that know you and that care about what you're saying and doing and that you have that kind of impact on people. Like it's the coolest thing in the world. I also think like one of my favorite parts of having like being a YouTuber and just being on social media is like when I actually meet people who have watched my videos or, you know, know who I am, because I think we all on social media get stuck kind of in, you know, we, we have phases of really looking at numbers and, you know, wondering, Oh, why am I not growing? Or this video got such little views. And we kind of forget that like, even if a video got little views, like each of those views is a human being who cared to watch your thing. And if it even impacted one person positively, like that's a job well done, you know? And it's really easy to get stuck in like everything being relative, like, well, a hundred thousand, that's not that many when it's like, yes, it freaking is. Um, so it's really fun to actually meet people in person. Cause I, all oh, it's just this like constant reminder that these are real people who care about what I'm putting out there and I have the ability to impact them and entertain them or whatever it is. And it's literally just the coolest, most unique, weird thing ever. I love it. <laughs> I can relate. Like, it's just so weird how like you put a video out there and people like, especially like the comments, section, like, oh my God, like, I loved it. Like this made my day. You're like, this made your day. Really? I was just, I was just filming myself. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know, I know. if it's going to make your day, but it's just, like, a weird feeling that it's, like, it's not really, like, you can't really describe it. Totally. Like, it's, it's so, like, when it first, when I first started, it was, like, everything was so crazy to me. Like, oh, my God, this person said this. Like, what? I can't believe they watched this. And it's not that that ever gets less exciting or, like, amazing, but you just, once, once it's your normal life, it's kind of like, yeah, like, that's part of my job. And so, you know, it's, it's, like, but it, when you really sit there and think about it, I'm always like, wow, this is so unusual and so cool, like such a unique position to be in. And I'm just so thankful that I started when I did. Because I think now the world is a lot more familiar with like being a YouTuber or being a social media person. And I feel like when I started, it was very popular, but like my mom might not have understood or like my grandma, you know, and now it's like everyone kind of understands. So yeah, cool. literally, literally it's like, I know before in the past, it, was, it wasn't it was common for, like, teens to make or basically kids to make YouTube channels because it was, like, weird. Like, your parents would think it was, like, people were going to find you and it's weird. Totally. And now if you tell a teen, like, a teen, someone that's, like, 14, 15, even younger, tells their mom, I want to make a channel, like, oh, my God, so cool. Let me help you. Like, it's just yeah. so weird how times change. Like, when I started... I know, like, a lot of people had to keep their, like, channel a secret because their parents are going to be like, oh, they're going to find you, like, you mm -hmm. know? And now yeah. it's like, now moms are like, yeah, let me buy you a camera. And I'm like, what happened to those times where it had to be a secret? <laughs> I know. I, ah, uh, totally. I think it's crazy when I think back to, like, when I was in middle school, we had an assembly where they were basically teaching us like internet safety. And one of the things they freaked us out and like showed us how easy it would be for someone to stalk you and basically like come to your house. And at the time it was like, it terrified me. It made me never want to be on the internet. I like deleted all my social media. And honestly, like I was freaked out. And then I think like as social media became, it became more normal for more people to put their info out there that it's like, oh, the chances of that happening to me are less because everyone puts their stuff out there. But yeah, it's crazy how times have definitely changed. Like I also remember when I first started people asking me like, like 
my aunt and uncle like asking if they should let like their son have a channel and like I was like I don't know I think you just need to monitor a little bit like if you're a kid like monitor a little bit but yeah it's definitely changed in that regard because it's so much more normal now and like now it's super weird I don't know if like when you upload a video it says is it made for kids like that is just Mm -hmm. so weird like they even have YouTube kids like what I just I think it's really weird and now it's like it's funny too because I have like little cousins and I have like a vlog camera, the ones that like flip over. Yeah. Um, and she's always like, Oh my God, can I like vlog? And I'm like, You're like, You know what that is? Yeah, I'm like, What? And like, she knows how to like turn on the camera. Wow. She knows how to like flip it. She knows how to, she's like, Hey guys. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> I was like, How is this like? It's oh. just, like really, it, it's like crazy to me how like now it's like normal. Like, totally. It's normal to be like, oh yeah, I posted this on social media. Or now it's like even normal for grandparents to have social media. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like like my grandma and my grandpa have like Instagram. So it's yeah, and like they post. Like it's it's just it's. I know it's such a different world now. I think back to like when I was young, like when I was a kid. Oh my gosh, if this existed the same way, like when I was a kid, I would have been all over this. (laughs) I would have been like vlogging since I was five. (laughs) you know there's like a lot of people that like vlogged before it was a thing totally I think I used to do that like as a kid like you would just show everything yeah how that became like a thing literally a thing like vlogging is a thing I I don't I just think like the YouTube world really like it's just weird how much it evolves every year like something different yes and I don't know if you ever think about this but you know back when like Facebook back when it was like way back when it was like MySpace and then Facebook and then Snapchat and Instagram and all these things. I always had these periods of time where I was like, okay, now that this new social media platform came out, like there couldn't possibly be something new, different and new and next. Like what's next? Cause you kind of think you're like, no, like everything's been done. Photos, short videos, long videos, this, that. And so it's funny sitting in this moment right here. Cause there always ends up being a new thing. So it's funny sitting here right now thinking, all right, literally now everything exists. Like what do we think is going to be the next thing? Like, I have no idea. It was kind of like the same thing, like, um, TikTok. Like, Mm -hmm. whoever thought about, I know it was like musically before, but it's like a whole different world with TikTok. Like, why did that even happen? Or like Pinterest. Like, what? It's just like every day something comes out or like even like wireless phone chargers. Uh It's just weird how every day something else technology is so weird because like we're sitting here like I can't possibly think of another idea for like a social media platform and yet they keep coming (laughs) literally like TikTok and there's like different ways of like there's different apps like TikTok and then Mm -hmm. I bet you like by like two months there's gonna be some whole different social media app that everyone's gonna oh yeah like it's just for sure I don't understand how people come up with these ideas but I don't either it's crazy (laughs) it's really cool it's always changing (laughs) So I know we talked about like you meeting people and friends. Mm-hmm. So because of your YouTube channel and everything that you are doing, have you been able to meet new people um, that have impacted your life? I know you already talked about your the, your friends already, but like, do you know anyone else that like really you met and have impacted you or that you literally just met? So like, yeah, met because of social media. Totally. So honestly, like so many people in the last five years that I I'm either friends with or are in my network or I've worked with them or literally like from the internet. Um, you know, obviously before YouTube and like 
going to school and all of that, like it was easy to just meet people in person. Um, and now it's just crazy how many times I've connected with people online. Um, first of all, like my roommate and like really good friend Morgan, like we met completely on just YouTube and like through YouTube events. So a lot of it is friendships. Cause like at, uh, YouTube is kind of like high school. I say where it's like, everyone sort of knows who each other is. And like, you see each other at events. Well, back when we could have events. <laughs> um, so everyone kind of like knows who each other is and our friends, even if you live in like different States or different countries even. Um, but I think also I've met a lot of really cool people, just other entrepreneurs and like my, my mentor, um, my like business coach, Courtney, Dr. Courtney Baker, she's amazing. And I actually had her on my podcast and then she kind of became my mentor. And like, I completely 100% met her online. Like her, I mean, I, we reached out, like I reached out or she reached out. I can't remember. Um, and now she's been like this major positive influence in my life for both my business. She's been like really helping me along my journey there and just in my personal life. Like it's been awesome. So there's been a lot of people like that who I've literally just come in contact with through the internet, whether it's Instagram or LinkedIn or YouTube. And yeah, they, I mean, they've completely changed my life, every part of it. So it's crazy to think that that's such a, a normal way to meet someone now is just by seeing each other's platform, you know? Yeah, I, I honestly think it's super crazy how, like me, I started this, you know, three months, three or four, no, three months ago. And it's crazy how much I've connected with people. Like we're even yeah. connecting. Like, yeah, I would have never even realized that I would have connected with you or like any mm -hmm. other content creator. Like I was able to connect with Brooke Mitchell, which is like mm -hmm. always been a dream. So it's like, it's so weird how the internet connects you with people. Totally. It's amazing. It's, it's I think it's just, I don't know. Like, it's so, I mean, yeah. I mean, again, like just technology is so nuts to think that when our parents were growing up, like this was not the same. It was not like this type of networking, like communication and career paths just change so much as technology changes and as things become more normal and we are humans that adapt to changing times. And so, yeah, I think we've learned to make the most of like, these kind of connections and i think it's awesome it's it allows you to connect with so many more like-minded people who maybe don't live next to you like geography is no longer an issue i mean we're on zoom right now and i don't even know where you are located yeah <laughs> you know? it's like you can even be talking to someone from across the world from you yeah and it's like we're connected instantly it's because I know I, it used to be like pen pals, like you would send each other yeah. letters. Uh, but now it's just weird. Like you're just like, oh, can we connect? And it could be someone from like Australia or something. And then you're on yep. Zoom call. And then you can be like, I literally talked to someone from Australia. I know. It's, oh, I love that aspect. It's very cool. It, it is very cool. And then especially like you can even meet friends. Like not, because you, I mean, of course you still have to be careful of like who you meet online. Of course. But, like you're still able to meet like friends and find just like other girls or other yeah. people out there. So I think it's just, I, I love, Absolutely. I love and social media. <laughs> I know it's definitely like a magical thing. Um, and yeah, of course you still have to be so careful and safe online. Um, and I advise everyone listening to always be, you know, aware of that and not put too much personal information mm -hmm. out there. That's, you know, anything to do with your location or your things like that. But, um, but yeah, being able to just connect online has been an absolute blessing. Yeah. So happy. Love, love technology. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Um, 
So I know you talked a little bit about your podcast, and of course, we're recording a podcast. Oh, yeah. So what was the reason behind starting your podcast, and what can we listen to? Like, if we listen yeah. to the podcast, what is it all about? Totally. So my podcast is called Self-Made Mastery. It used to be called Self-Made CEO. Same podcast, same show, just slightly new name, new rebrand. And basically, about a year and a half ago, um, I had just I had been doing YouTube this whole time, and it was my job, and you know, there's a lot of flexibility and creativity there. But something that I just kind of was started thinking about is number one, I hit a point where I realized that I didn't want to be platform dependent, meaning I didn't want everything that I was doing for work to be like just on YouTube. I wanted to make sure that I was creating content on different platforms and diversifying my revenue streams and, you know, having a lot of different projects going on. Um, because just with this ever-changing world of technology, you never can fully guarantee that, you know, this career that you've built for yourself, these followers, this platform is always going to be there, right? Because you don't own it. You don't control it. You really, at the end of the day, don't have a say in what happens to it. And I think I just had this realization. It was a little bit after like Vine randomly disappeared. Well, that was like years ago, but I realized like, you know, I don't think YouTube's going anywhere, but the fact that they control my entire livelihood and they could shut down tomorrow freaked me out, honestly. And I just thought it was smart to diversify a little bit. And I, I had just started listening to podcasts and I thought they were so cool. And like, I loved how it was a different kind of medium. I loved how intimate it was that, you know, you're in someone's ear. And like, every time I would listen to a podcast, they were usually like business podcasts. Um, I could be cleaning, I could be driving, I could be cooking. And it's like, even if I feel like I'm only half paying attention, I always realized how much I was absorbing from them. Like I would remember all these little facts and things and like apply things to my life. And I just thought that was so awesome. And so the second thing that had happened kind of with YouTube was like, I was also just getting so sick of the algorithm and the fact that I didn't feel like I could always put like meaningful content out there, you know, because maybe the algorithm wouldn't love it and it wouldn't get very many views. And at the end of the day, my income could go down and and what was so important to me was like using my platform for good. Like I wanted to, I want to like change people's lives. And like, I love making videos about my iPhone apps and you know, those types of things, but those aren't like changing people's lives. Those people aren't like, wow, I can sleep tonight because I watched Adrian's iPhone hack video. Like I love making those, but I knew there was a, like, I needed, I was put in this world to also like inspire and positively impact and help people. And so basically those two things together, like wanting to diversify and wanting to really make an impact led me to creating this podcast. And what the podcast is all about is basically becoming the CEO of your own life. So like I went on a non-traditional career path. I went to film school and I was not the best in my class. Like I was not the best writer, the best director, the best editor. I was like good or okay at a lot of the things, but I was not that one that kind of like stood out as I'm going to get this job. I'm going to do that. And I kind of realized like I wanted to pave my own path, like I said before, but once I did it and I created this life and this, you know, I'm, I'm still growing and I'm still on my journey, but like the fact that one year out of college, I created an entire career for myself where I'm the boss and I choose when and where I want to work. And I love what I do every single day. I wanted to be able to show other people how to do that same thing. And I wanted to just encourage and inspire and empower people to not just, not just all the fluff of like, you can do anything because yes, you can. And that's amazing. But I wanted to give people actionable tips, like 
here's what you can do today to actually achieve more in less time or like to actually be 10 times more productive or a lot of it's mindset coaching too, to manifest things. Here's how to manifest. Here's why vision boards are so important and here's how to make it. And here's the science behind why it actually works and you know, things like that. So on the podcast, the whole goal is to transform people's mindsets and to basically just transform people into taking control and creating their own life and realizing that you are in charge of everything that goes on. You are in charge of whether you decide to take a risk or give up and you are in charge. Like no one else can tell you what you should do, what you can do, what you can't do. And sometimes people just need that kick in the butt, right? So I created the podcast and that's, that's what I do every single week. I have episodes ranging from manifestation and mindset coaching to, you know, self-confidence and how to really sell yourself in job interviews, but also in your own life and like how to be actually confident, how to create new habits and stick to them and learn to love things that you hate, but you want to do better at (laughs) and, you know, business tips too. And like all those things. So it kind of ranges from business to mindset and it's all of the above. That was a long explanation, but that is my podcast. (laughs) I love it. I just feel like you basically cover every topic of being like online or yeah. someone who wants to be online. Like I know it's really hard to be online. So it's like confidence is a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Like believing in yourself is a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Like how to get your name out there is a really good thing. So just like touching base on that is something that's really important. And I know a lot of people will, of course, like take in and understand and kind of you relating that you could be like cleaning the house or like yeah. walking around and listening to a podcast. Like for me, I'm the type of person that doesn't really watch YouTube. Like I listen to it more than watching it. Cause I do it when yeah. I'm multitasking. So it's like when podcasts came out, I was like, wait, it's basically if I'm watching the YouTube video, but I'm just like listening to it. So I was like, yeah, I love it. I was like, this is perfect. So exactly. Yeah. No, same. It's such a cool medium. And I feel like it was just getting kind of big. Like people were just starting to realize like, Oh, like podcasts are cool. And some YouTubers were starting them, but not a lot yet. I feel like I started a little bit before, like everyone on YouTube started making them. Um, which I think is cool. Like I like being kind of someone that starts something and kind of takes a risk and kind of like sees what it's all about. And the other thing I love about what I talk about specifically on the podcast is that, yeah, it's great for people in my shoes who are like content creators or wannabe, but it's also great for basically anyone in any position. And I think that's hard to achieve. It's hard to like create something where the advice that I'm giving and the strategies I'm using are going to be the same, whether you're trying to be a professional athlete or work in business or be, you know, a YouTuber. It's like, I always say the laws of success are universal. So you can hear someone's story and really take, you know, use those takeaways in your own career or your own life, even if your situation is different from theirs. And I love that fact of it. Like I love being able to relate and same with the podcast I listen to. It's like, I can always relate even if the person's talking about something that isn't my same journey or story, you know? Yeah. I feel like podcasts are just like, like you said earlier, like they're very, like you feel close to the person. Like you feel like you're having the conversation with them. Yeah. And it's like, they're just filling you up with like tips or just like stories. Uh-huh. I don't know. Like, I just feel like it's, I love podcasts. Yeah. I know at first, like I was kind of like, ew, like who listened to podcasts? Me too. Definitely. I was like, this is weird. Everyone was like, I was like, isn't that like a, like an old person type of thing? Mm -hmm. Um, Like a sports thing. You like sports. Like when you listen to like, oh, who's, you know, when they're playing. Yeah. Yeah. Like then I looked that there was like business podcasts and I was like, this is so cool. I was like, I love it. I was like, I need to get my hands on a podcast. And I feel like podcast is just like changing the world like it's kind of like the new youtube basically like i know podcast for sure is really important and a lot of people are starting them 
Yes. And I definitely, I agree completely with that. I love the intimate part. And I also think that because I'm doing one that is, you know, inspiring success and motivation and kind of a more like serious, I mean, it's still fun, but not just like an entertainment like thing. I love the fact that it's that intimate because sometimes literally when I'm recording, I'm like envisioning like that I'm talking into this person's ear. They can't see me, but I'm like literally whispering into their ear. And I feel like sometimes it's just that much more impactful. Like they can feel like I'm talking to you specifically right now. And I can use the tone of my voice to make something, you know, to really drive a point home or to really encourage you, motivate you. I just think that's so fun to play with as both a podcast host, but also as someone who listens to podcasts. And I feel that way when I have it in my ear, I'm like, whoa, I feel like more inspired because you're like in my freaking eardrum. Literally. yeah, And I can't see anything else. Yes. And you're like literally listening to something and like they point out some really cool thing and you're like cleaning and you're like, I want to keep cleaning. Like this is so much motivation. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I think that's just like, I, I don't know. I think you can never stop talking about podcasts. Like, I feel like they're amazing. I agree completely. I'm so happy that it became a thing. <laughs> yes, me too. So no one can actually see you, but I can see that you're wearing your new merch, which I love. I love <laughs> the concept that it's like backwards when you look at yourself. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit more about how you released it. What did, how did you get the concept and the idea? Yeah. How did you design it all? I actually love that this is a question because What's so funny about me is that I'm I'm me and I'm the same person on all my platforms, but they're all kind of different brands. Like, so it's still Goofy Adrian being real and saying whatever, but my YouTube channel is a little bit more like techie and kind of, I talk about like apps and organization and my like kind of techie things. And then on my podcast, I talk about a little bit more like businessy and entrepreneurial, a little bit more serious things. And then I actually, during quarantine, when quarantine first started, speaking of like doing something for fun, I had never been on TikTok and I like kept hearing all these things about it and how it's like just so addicting and so funny. And I had downloaded it a couple times and kind of like tried to understand, but honestly just never really spent time like scrolling through the videos. And then when quarantine hit and we were all like stuck at home and literally with nothing else to do, I finally started like scrolling through TikTok And I kind of was like, oh my God, this is addicting. I get why this is so funny. Everyone's obsessed. Like I get it. And I kind of just like started making videos on TikTok, but literally with like no effort, like not trying. I didn't really think any strategy through, which also as a content creator felt so freeing because I wasn't doing it to gain a following. I wasn't doing it to like make money or, you know, I didn't have this crazy business strategy. And I feel like as a creative person, sometimes it's really hard to, to remember how to just do something for fun because you're always thinking like, well, how can I also capitalize on this? Because you should, and like, it's your business. Um, and so because of quarantine, I think it really forced me to slow down and just like do things for fun. So I started a TikTok and like, didn't really think anything of it, but kept kind of posting randomly just when I felt like it. And then I had this one video that went viral and it was like things that are weird. I used to on my Instagram story again, like just for fun, just cause these are the weird things that I genuinely think about. I would like rant about things that I just overthink that I think are weird. Like, isn't it weird that, you know, well, actually the video that went viral was like, things that are weird. Uh, when you're eating, you know, a dish with like any sort of meat on it, in it, like chicken or steak or whatever, and you don't finish all the meat, you're not thinking like, Oh, you know, I'm, I mean, you're like wasting food, but when you eat like a shrimp dish and you leave like an entire shrimp, like the whole shrimp died for nothing. And I mean, 
it died anyway. But you know, anyway, I was just like overthinking this, like, oh my God, I'm never going to look at shrimp the same. Like, this is so weird. And I, and that video kind of like went viral and everyone was like, ah, like my mind is blown. And I was like, oh my God, this is an opportunity because I think about these weird things all the time. I'll just be outside. And I'm like, isn't it weird? Aren't airplanes weird? Like they're just these giant metal tubes hurling through the atmosphere at ungodly speeds. And you're just sitting, but you're not like moving, but you you just end up on the other side of the world. Like what the heck? <laughs> like these just shower thoughts with Adrian, like weird thoughts. And so I kept like ranting about more and more. And I did like part two, part three, part four. And these videos kept getting more and more and more views. And so I started making like also like fun facts or like mind blowing facts videos where I would just say like things you didn't know that are crazy. And that just all of a sudden, like my TikTok growth out of nowhere. I mean, this would have been a dream when I started YouTube, like, holy crap. I grew so fast on TikTok. I went from zero to like a hundred thousand in 30 days. And then I went, and now I'm almost at 700,000 followers on TikTok. So anyway, that, th this is a roundabout way of getting back to the merch. Um, I've always known that merch, you know, selling merch would be fun and it could be cool. Like, but genuinely, even with followers, I just was like, this is not going to sell a lot. Like other merch ideas. I was like, even though, you know, people watch my videos, like there's nothing that is so stand out about me that would make someone want to like buy this random thing. So I just never did it. I was like, I'll know when I'm ready to make merch for something. And when this series became really, really popular, this things that are weird series, I was like, oh my God, I think this might be the moment because also my videos were just getting so much engagement and so many views. And I was like, I feel like people would want to buy this. So the idea for this specific like design, which you guys obviously can't see, but basically what it is, is t-shirts and hoodies that say that's weird. And it says it three times, but the text is actually backwards. So when you're looking at someone in normal life, the that's weird text like reads backwards, but when you're in a mirror, so if you're taking like a mirror selfie or video, it reads the normal way. So I actually ended up, I film all my TikToks like in a mirror. And so I ended up DIYing this like random shirt that said, that's weird. And I did it backwards because I was like, ha now you can read it in the mirror. And everyone was like, wait, that's so clever and so cool. And like, and then I was like, wait, this should be my merch. So I just kind of like tweaked the design and made it better. And then like, yeah, sold merch for the very first time. And that's what it was. It was just, I mean, it was so fun. That's where I got the idea. And people are actually just now, like, it's just now arriving at people's houses. And so I'm starting to see like pictures of people in their merch and I'm like, so excited about it. That's so cool. Honestly, like, I love the concept of like the backwards words. Like I would have never thought of that when I saw you wearing it. I was like, wait, why are they backwards? Yeah. And then I saw the mirror and I was like, oh, it's because in the mirror, like things are mm -hmm. backwards. So I was like, yeah. that is that concept is like, I've never seen anything like that concept. So. Thanks. Yeah. Um, well, I thought it was, it, it was like fitting for so many different reasons. One, I make my TikToks in mirrors, but also like, I just feel like in this day and age, people really often are taking like mirror pictures or mirror videos, or, you know, it's like more popular to like take a selfie in a mirror. So it's kind of cool to think like, oh, the thing you're wearing is actually readable. And I always hate when I'm like wearing something cool, but you can't read it in the mirror. <laughs> so Thank you. I'm glad you think it's cool. I also think it's cool. I don't know if you like ever thought of it that way, but you wrote that's weird and it's weird to have words backwards on a shirt. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And like, honestly, cause I was thinking, okay, I want merch for like my things that are weird series, but I was like, what can I say? That's kind of like, I'm not just going to say things that are weird. I was like, what's kind of funny on a sweatshirt. And it was like, 
that's weird just sounds like a phrase like that's weird <laughs> so yeah and, and the shirt yeah, is backwards weird. so it's like backwards so then mm-hmm. that would be weird to have a shirt with words backwards so yes exactly yep it all make, I love that it all makes sense but also <laughs> you're talking about TikTok I think TikTok is a game changer right now absolutely like so many businesses are growing on there like I started TikTok for team bosses like a month ago we've grown over 5,000 followers in like less than a month on TikTok and I know like I've met friends through TikTok and she's gotten over probably like 100 200,000 on TikTok and like it's crazy like it's just crazy how one video can go viral and like your uh-huh. everything like you just grow your platform. It's honestly like as a content creator that was like a dream come true because this is what how TikTok is now is how I feel like YouTube way way back in the day used to be like before I even started where mm-hmm. it still was just this very organic like authentic platform where if your videos were popular the app would push your videos more because they want more people to see them because they want more people to stay on the app. And it was like this very organic thing. And then what happens with social media platforms, usually this has happened at least with like Instagram and and YouTube. And as more and more people get on there and it gets more and more saturated, they start having to kind of create this algorithm that'll curate stuff for you that it, I mean, there is a for you page on TikTok, but they start even more so like curating things that they're predicting you're going to want to see. And that can be amazing as a viewer to be like, oh, wow, like here's a bunch of stuff that I'd want to see based on what I've been watching. But it can, that's also been really tough for content creators because sometimes you get stuck in this negative cycle of like, oh, people didn't see this one video. So then YouTube thinks they don't want to see more. So then they don't show them the video and then the views are even lower. And it's this like vicious negative cycle. And so I feel like TikTok is still in that phase of like not doing that yet so if a video blows up it's actually like easier for it to continue to blow up and for your page to be seen more they actually like push you more and more and more and I also think following someone on TikTok it's like when you're watching someone's videos you know that the maximum time you're gonna spend is a minute right so it's like even if you end up like not loving the person you followed and being like eh, actually they're not as funny as I thought the videos are only one minute long whereas like on YouTube like or even a podcast, you're dedicating like a lot of time to watching that. So it's also, I think just so much easier to hit that follow button because it's like, yeah, these are like short, you know, things that I can be watching like a million of at a time. Yeah. I also think like TikTok is super cool. How like you get put into this world, like the topic of the videos, like me on the team boss page, like I'm more on like the business side of TikTok. Mm -hmm. Like I get all those like small business stuff. And then like on my personal TikTok, TikTok, I'm more about, like, the dance videos mm-hmm. and, like, the funny ones. So it's so weird to see, like, the two different sides of TikTok. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's so funny and weird to see yourself in your own For You page. Totally. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Like, oh, my gosh. It's so true, though. There, I think what's really cool that TikTok has done is really expanded beyond just the dancing and the lip singing and all that. Like, when it was musically, they basically have turned it into, like, a combination of what Musical.ly was and what Vine was. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so amazing because it does, you know, it it opens up this opportunity for basically any type of, not only just content creator, but like any business owner, any person who has any hobby to be able to make content about their business or about their, you know, the thing they like doing. If it's cooking, if it's, you know, organization or being a doctor, being a lawyer, like everyone is on there. 
literally everyone. And I think it's just like also crazy how, for example, like Charlie D'Amelio, like she literally went one video viral and she's the most, like she's probably the most popular person in the world right now. It is so insane. And like (laughs) also part of my brain just can't even wrap around that. Right. Because, but I've also realized like, and she's like the cutest human being, like she deserves all the success. But what's crazy is like, and I say this in the nicest way, like she did not do some crazy new revolutionary, you know, thing. She was just her cute self. And like, she's a really good dancer and you know, all these things. And what I think is so cool about the fact that she like blew up on TikTok is that first of all, anyone has their chance, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can be anyone and do anything. And like, you have the chance to gain popularity and to make people smile. And I think that's so awesome. And I also think what's so cool, what's so interesting is just like, the whole, um, I forget what this is called. There's an actual like psychology term for this, but basically like the following of the masses where it's like, let's say you saw, let's say there was like a celebrity walking down the street and a couple people went to go like take pictures of them. Mm-hmm. But then a couple other people saw people go take pictures of someone, but didn't know who it was, but they were still like, oh, it must be someone famous. Like I'm going to go take pictures. And then all of a sudden, like everyone's taking pictures and it could not even be a famous person. It could just be a random person on the street. Mm-hmm. But like, because you're like seeing everyone else, like do it, it becomes this relevant thing where now you want to do it. And it makes just the popularity then makes it them seem like exponentially more popular. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's how the growth happens like so fast. Cause it's like, okay, let's say she had all of a sudden she had a million followers. So then when people see her, they're like, Oh shoot. Like this is the thing to watch. Like she's the girl to be, be in the know about. So I'm going to follow too. And it's just this constant up, like yeah. exponentially up thing. And I think that's so, so it's, it's so weird. Like it's such a weird concept, but it's obviously so awesome, especially for us. Yeah. Like, I think it's just so weird how basically she grows a million a day like that is so insane <laughs> like I oh don't, my god like, it's just weird like if you look back like she was literally just dancing at school with her friends and yeah. now she her whole life is different it's like, so different it, I it's crazy <laughs> and like such a cool crazy weird opportunity but it also just reminds me like something I like about that is it reminds me how many people are in the world like mm-hmm. obviously we know there's like billions of people in the world but I think that sometimes, especially in business or wanting to be an entrepreneur or wanting to kind of like pave your own path, sometimes it feels like everything's been done before. Or like, well, why should I do this if there are, you know, a hundred other famous TikTok dancers? Like, and I just love, I think it's so encouraging to realize that like, there are so many people in the world that like, just because other people are doing what you want to do, instead of that meaning that you can't do it, there's no room for you. It actually means that you can do it. There is room for you because look at all the people that are doing it. And I actually talk about that on my podcast a lot, kind of flipping that mindset. Um, when, when it comes to like competition or jealousy of someone else's success, really flipping the mindset from, Oh, like, well, they did this. So like now I can't to like, no, they did this. So I can too. Yeah. Like you, you could do anything. Like you can literally post it. Some random person listening to this can post a TikTok tomorrow they can get millions of followers in a day. Yeah. It's just, it's I, possible people <laughs> don't give up. Like mm-hmm. I think it's like, I know a lot of people always DM me and be like, Oh my God, how did you guys grow so fast? I'm like literally TikTok. Like I just post yeah. every day on TikTok, and it's like kind of like YouTube, how people are building their life off TikTok, like Charlie or like Absolutely. her friends or like anyone like that. Like their life started because of TikTok, just like you know, yeah. Emma Chamberlain with mm-hmm. YouTube or like Bethany Moda with YouTube. Like, just one platform builds their whole, I think it's 
it's so cool and it's so crazy and it really does just go to show like anything is possible and honestly like i'm gonna have to go check out your tiktok for your podcast because i should probably be posting on tiktok about my podcast too and i haven't yeah <laughs> because I, my tiktok I post like three or four times a day, which that's so good. Grow so much. Mm-hmm. Like you can, I've heard that if you repost your old videos, like people will keep watching them. So I wow. would say repost one of like your old videos, but yeah. Yeah. So like, cause when I first started, I was posting like three times a day and literally my growth was insane. And then like I got sick and some things came up and I was still posting, but I was posting like once a day or like twice. And then like not for a few days, I'm trying to get back like literally this week into my swing of like two to three times a day and making them even better and funnier. And what I love about TikTok too, is that old videos can resurface. Like you're saying, like all of a sudden a video that I posted like two months ago, like started gaining a ton of traction again. And it was like, Oh, hello. That's cool. Okay. I guess. Yeah. But also like, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no. Well, I was just going to say sometimes that happens on YouTube too, but I feel like it's a little bit different on YouTube where like, if someone sees that a video is like, a year old, they're kind of like, oh, that's super outdated. I'm not going to watch this. But I feel like on TikTok, it's like if something's a minute long and still kind of like funny and or like informational, it doesn't really, the longevity of it is like, it, it's, it lasts longer because yeah. it's more like evergreen content. It's not like, oh, that's not relevant anymore. So people yeah. like still think it's funny. Like even TikTok, I think their strategy is like, they don't even put the date of like the video. Right. Yeah. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. I've tried to figure out like why they sometimes don't. And maybe it's because of that. I think like, cause one time I saw a video and I went onto her page cause it was like, you know, those like part ones and then part twos. And then I was like, why can't I find it? And then I look at the comments and it was like 520. I'm like, dang yep it just popped up on my for you page i just think that's really i think it's crazy like you can get a video from a year ago and it'll pop up to your for you page like right now i know and it also just i think what's oh it's so interesting that like i feel like the second you start growing too it's really easy to then start overthinking your content like Mm -hmm. oh well now i have a following so now i need to like only post the best stuff and it's like we got to remember that first of all they're a minute long so it's like okay, if one gets fewer views, who cares? Um, but also it's like, you just can't, just because there's followers doesn't mean, you know, all of a sudden it's this precious thing. Like what you were doing before was working. Yeah. And I always do that. I overthink. I'm like, well, this is weird. I shouldn't post this. Honestly, TikTok, no one really cares. They just like post a minute long video. Yep. And the fun thing too, we're like going on a ramble about TikTok. <laughs> like also TikTok, I think it's cool that you can literally like put 30 minutes out of your day to the side make like four TikToks and that's like your TikToks for the day. Yes. I know it takes people a while, but like for me personally, I usually take like 30 minutes, like an hour the whole day. So 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes in the afternoon, make TikToks and that's it. Like that's my TikTok of the day. Yeah. No, same. Like literally at the beginning, it was so easy because I had all these ideas and like, I will say it's gotten a little harder, like, because I've, you know, like mind blowing facts. I'm like, all right, well, there's mind blowing facts about literally any topic, but sometimes I'm like, all right, what have I not talked about? <laughs> you know, but then that's where you just get creative and like start new yeah. series. And, or even it, people like watching the same video. Like, yeah. um, I do a lot of like, cause we sell merch. So I do a lot of like pack with me videos and every time it's literally the same, same items and people mm-hmm. just love it. They're like, I love how you package. I'm like, I literally posted the same items yesterday, but I guess. <laughs> That's, that's so awesome. And that's like exactly how I feel about my, um, 
my YouTube videos, my what's on my iPhone videos, because I, I pretty much post like once a month, one, one what's on my iPhone video a month. And like, I obviously change some stuff on my phone to make it like interesting, but a lot of times it's very similar and people still want to watch it. I think it's just, yeah. it's just cool. Like how, you know, content re- repurposes itself and it's like absolutely you know, as amazing as it was the first time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I yeah. love our little ramble about TikTok. It's I know. Just, it, I, I love TikTok. Did, did you get to be a part of that like scary part when they were about to shut it down when it glitched? Yes. So like, I literally went on and I was freaking out because we'd obviously heard that it could be banned and all these things. And I went on and like all the likes were gone and I was like, and then I saw other people live streaming. So I started live streaming and I was like, what's happening? And then I basically got off my live stream and, and went to like save every single one of my videos. Cause I realized that I didn't save all of them. Cause I was like, Oh, I always have like the platform. And luckily I like saved every single one of them. So it would suck if TikTok went away. It would suck so much. Like I would be so upset. However, I would at least be happy that I have my videos and I would probably go like post them on Instagram or post them somewhere yeah. else and continue doing it. And I tried to like tell all my followers to go over to Instagram. Cause like, I don't want to lose them. Mm-hmm. If that were to happen, I want to keep posting these. Um, but yeah, that was really scary. Honestly, <laughs> I was I like, fine, something works. And then yeah, we were literally in the middle of our summer camp and we were like, oh my god TikTok and like it was like zero views and we were like freaking out and then like an hour later it was like back to normal and I was like yeah I thought it was gone I know I thought like I really hoped it'd be a glitch but you just never know yeah you just never know and that kind of like relates back to the topic of us saying like social media can end in like a day like literally all those content creators on TikTok like Charlie or her friends like their life could have been over on TikTok in what what was that like a minute absolutely I think that's such that this is the exact reason that a year and a half ago I was like okay it's time to do some other stuff too you know because you just cannot rely on one thing for that you don't control like the only thing you can guarantee that you have control of is your own business or your own like thing that you're putting out there so really just your email list like that's yeah your email list (laughs) yeah absolutely so <laughs> I just love I I don't know I I always talk about TikTok it's like my favorite I love it it's been so great such a blessing yes so I know a lot of people might be wondering what time management looks like for you just because like we're in quarantine or even before quarantine mm-hmm. um what does time management look for you when creating content or you know anything like that yeah so I will fully admit that like the last five years I've tried to get on like a consistent content schedule and it just never happens. <laughs> um, not sure why still trying to figure it out. Um, but I think what I've kind of gotten good at over the last probably six to eight months is that I use this strategy called time batching and, um, I have a whole podcast episode about it actually. Um, it might, I think it's called like how to trick your mind into doing hard things or something. Um, but basically the strategy is, it sounds very simple, like very non-revolutionary, but let me tell you, it's really hard to do, but once you do it, it changes your life. Basically all it is, is that you are setting aside chunks of time where you're only doing a certain task. So like, let's say I set aside like a three hour chunk where I'm only like editing a video or, or like only filming videos. And I'm like filming them all like bulk at the same time from front to back, not pausing, not interrupting that way. Like basically what it does is 
your mind, we are just like so distracted all the time, me included. We have all these stimuli, emails and notifications and phone and all this stuff. And what I've learned is like, when your brain is the most focused, like right now, when we're on this podcast right now, like we're not thinking about literally anything else because, well, we might be, I don't know. I'm kind of hungry, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but we're here, right? We're in this moment. And I have found as a creative person that when you are in that moment of being fully dived into whatever you're doing, you're even more creative. You come up with even more ideas because you're fully present and you're fully there. So not only do I feel like in these hours that I set aside, I'm, I'm more efficient with my work and more productive because I'm actually like in the right mindset. I'm not texting and then thinking about it and then texting and then like forgetting what I just did. Uh, but also it's kind of just like, you just get it all done in one sitting. And I have found that when I block off that time, it has just allowed me to stay ahead with stuff um, and just all that. So time batching has really helped. The thing that's been kind of tricky about it though, is really figuring out the consistency of it. Cause like I, I first decided, okay, Monday is going to be my kind of like admin, catching up, emails, planning content day. Tuesday will be like my big filming day. Like I'll film my YouTube video for the week and then I'll immediately start editing it right after. And then like Wednesday, I'll like finish editing and I'll do whatever else, like podcast planning or this or that. The problem is that like things always come up like, oh, I have a call now this day or I have this. And I've, I'm still kind of working out how to switch that schedule around if it doesn't work. Um, and really just sticking to it because sticking to it is hard. Um, yeah, I think like so. I've never been able to stick to a schedule. Like I just yeah. think it's it's super weird for me. Like I like right now, like we could be recording the podcast and literally after this, like I could be laying on my bed. Yeah. And, like 10 minutes later, I'm on my computer doing something else. So I feel like my mm -hmm. schedule is always like, I basically say whatever my mind wants to do it, I will do it. Because totally. if not, then maybe you're not going to do your best work. I think that's what I personally do. So if like right now yeah. after this, like I'm tired, like I'll go eat lunch, I'll watch YouTube and then maybe like an hour if I feel motivated, like I'll go ahead and start working. Like that's totally. kind of how it But at the same time, during that break time, I'm still answering DMs or yeah. like emails. So it's like, yeah, that's like a schedule of like an entrepreneur or like a content creator. Like it's never really set. Like, it's never set. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's never set. It's kind of like, I think what I've learned over time is just that because I now have a lot of different projects, I have podcasts, YouTube videos, vlog channel, Instagram, TikTok. I need to reply to emails. I have my own personal things, my finances, my taxes, like because there's so much and I have deadlines for certain things, I'm still totally with you where it's been really hard to come up with a consistent schedule. And I think that's okay. What I've done though, that's also just really, really helped in terms of like my scattered brain, at least to make sure I don't forget things, to make sure I'm not late on deadlines is I always, no matter what, plan out the next day, the night before. But let me say something about that. Basically what I do is I look at my calendar. I look at my, my today's to-do list and think, okay, what, have I, what didn't I finish from today? What, while it's like fresh in my head. But then what I always remind myself is that the next day, like when I plan it out, I say plan tomorrow today. I always plan it out like as specifically as I can, like hour by hour. But I go into that knowing that like, it's okay if it changes, this can change. It's kind of just a foundation so that at least if I like in the moment that I'm supposed to edit something, if I'm like, eh, I'm going to watch like 45 minutes of this YouTube video, then I can at least look at the schedule and be like, okay, so now I need to fit this somewhere else so I don't forget to do it or so I do it on time. And it just really helps me like know that I'm not forgetting anything. It's all on paper over there. Like I can go to sleep with like an empty mind instead of stressing about like, did I forget something? Am I... You know, so I definitely use like a planner. 
Um, and I definitely prioritize my tasks in terms of like most important things. Like, okay, I have to film a video today. Like if I don't get to this fun Instagram photo or whatever, like I'll have to do it tomorrow. Yeah. But that's really helped a lot. I, yeah. think. I don't know if like you can relate, but like there's sometimes that you're like doing something and then out of nowhere you like think of this idea and like you want to start working on it. Yeah. Oh, totally. Happens as well. Like, and yes. And like, honestly, that's such a, I'm so glad you said that because that as a creative person or as a content creator is happens all the time. And something that we have to do is we have to run with that because it it's very, it's not like rare that that happens, but it's special when that happens, you want to like take action on it. So you either, you know, write it down and come back to it, but Sometimes it's like, oh, I need to run with this right now. And that's also where it helps me to have kind of my plan laid out. That way I can like go run with that and know like, okay, I don't have a call till this time or like, Mm -hmm. okay, now I'll just reschedule this to, I'll work on this one tomorrow and I'll do this part now. And so it just kind of helps to have that foundation so that I can change things around and it's okay, but I'm at least not like all scattered and losing track of everything. Yeah. I just like, that's kind of like, it's super weird how like I come up with something and then I'm like, I need to do it now. If not, I'm going to forget. Yeah. Totally. And honestly, that's actually, I need to find that balance of doing that sometimes because there are some things where I'm like, if I don't do this now, I'm never going to do it. Usually like responding to an email or sending someone something they asked me to send them like something small where I'm like, I don't want to do it right now, but I'm like, I'm, I'm going to forget to do this if I don't just do it right now. (laughs) So I need to like, you know, also make sure to do that. Yes. So now that we kind of talked about everything, um, do you have any future goals or plans for yourself? for your YouTube, for your podcast or anything like your personal brand, your business? Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately, like it's so hard to come up with tangible goals in terms of like achievements and things like that, just because it's so unpredictable where my journey is going to go. I mean, if you asked me four years ago, if I would be coaching people and businesses and consulting with like big brands. Like I would never think that that's what I would have been doing. And that's just one part of what I do. But like, I never would have thought I'd have a podcast about business. Are you kidding me? So I'm also just like, so happy with taking everything one day at a time. I think it's so important to have goals, like to, to know that like you're working towards something. Um, but it's also okay to not know where it's going. So I think like my main goals are just to always be happy with my day-to-day job and life. Like I always want to love what I'm doing. And if I stop loving it, I need to figure out a way to either not do it anymore or to change it or, you know, to, because that's my, this is my one life to live. And I always want to be loving what I'm doing. Um, I, I do definitely have like some big, I mean, I used to think like, Oh, I want like a Netflix show and this and that, but it's like, now I do so many different things that I genuinely don't really know one of my goals definitely is to go around and be like a speaker sometimes at companies or events or like schools, even like universities. And I actually was about to start doing that. And then quarantine happened and like, I wasn't able to, but it's definitely a goal of mine to go like speak to groups of people and really be able to like be there in person, like coaching and just empowering people, like almost being like a motivational speaker. (laughs) Um, I also like think it'd be really cool to write a book. I think like my podcast, I write out like pretty much every episode and I pretty much just want to like repurpose that into a book. I think that would be really cool. Um, But I mean, other than that, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know where my life is going to be in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. Like I have no idea. I don't even know where my life's going to be next year. But my main thing is to just always go with the flow and just, you know, take new, take risks, take new opportunities and go with my freaking gut feeling every time. Like if I think that something just, I have a feeling I should do it, I'm going to do it, you know? Um, 
so yeah, I mean, that's a little bit of a weird answer for that. Cause I, I really am just going with the flow. And I think this year has really taught me too, that like, it's okay to not overanalyze the future. Like it's important what I'm doing right now. And that's all I can control because this pandemic and this year has been very unknown, right? Like we didn't know when this is going to stop, if it ever will stop. And so I really just learned to like make the most of each moment and each thing I'm doing and love every part of it and build it to the best of my ability. And then if something changes, something changes. So yeah, I love that. I love how you said go with the flow. Um, that's kind of like what I'm doing. Like I do have goals, but at the same time, I don't want to set them because we don't know when all this is going to have like going right. to end basically. Right. If, totally. Are we ever going to like, for me, like, am I ever going to go back to school? If mm-hmm. I, am I ever going to like be able to hang out with my friends again? Am mm-hmm. I ever going to be able to like travel again? Like you don't know. So it's Absolutely. like, can't set like, as of right now, you can't set like, like you can set goals, but you can't really set them because if it's something that you want to do and like, you can't do it from home, like you mm-hmm. never know if it's going to come true just because like of everything. Yeah. I think that like, that's such a good point. And, and the way that I like to think about it too, and I actually learned to think about goals this way before this pandemic happened, which was to really focus on the process and not the end result. So like, let's say you might like, yes, you might want to have a Netflix show as some end result and end goal. And like, that's great. And that's an awesome like goal to have. And that would be an awesome achievement, but you're going to be so much more satisfied and fulfilled every single day when you can make these kind of mini goals. Like my goal is to write a show like, you know, okay, I wrote this series. My goal is to meet, you know, five screenwriters and, and pick their brain and talk to them. Like those are little mini achievements. Like, or for you, for your podcast, like my goal is to have this person as a guest or like this, you know, and it's, it's an attainable, smaller, like not that people shouldn't have huge, you know, big dreams. You absolutely should do not limit yourself. But to your point, it's like with unpredictability, it's really fun and rewarding to have smaller goals that are helping you get to the, the, um, get to that end result, but you're not having your goal be the end result so that you don't end up feeling like you failed. Like if you didn't get to that end, right. Um, I, I forget what I call, Oh, domino goals is what I call them where it's like, it's a goal that's kind of on the domino way towards like what you want in your life, but you may not know what that end is, but each little domino along the way is like a goal in itself. Yeah. And it's an accomplishment. I love that. I feel like I can relate a hundred percent. Hopefully everyone that's listening can kind of relate to that small goals would turn into like a bigger accomplishment. Yes. If you think about it. Oh my gosh. Like when I first, this is such a random example, but I became obsessed with this gym last year and I went for like a year straight and it would just completely transformed my mind, my body, my friend circles, like everything. And I think back to a year ago and I think if I had decided, like if I made it my goal, like, okay, a year from now, like I'm going to look like this. It would have just been so different because like I would have been so focused on that and I would have been so much more unhappy the days that I didn't see results and things like that. Instead, I made my goal like, I want to go to 20 classes this month. Okay, now it's next month. I want to go to 21. Okay, now I want to go heavier on my deadlifts or whatever. Like these little things where when those all accumulated and built on each other, I made this insane progress. And I wasn't thinking about how big that progress was. I was just thinking about each little tiny, like show up to the gym today. Like that's it. Right. And if I do that for 30 days, there's progress versus being like, I need to work out for five hours today. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Little goals are the best. Yes. Oh my God. I love it. I love this episode. I know everyone is going to love it. Hopefully everyone's so happy. Loving it. 
So kind of ending my podcast always, I always love to ask advice because I think that's the number one thing. Um, So I'm kind of going to mix these both questions together, but what advice would you give teens or anyone who just want to follow their dreams? If that's entrepreneurship, content creation, Mm -hmm. podcasting, anything like that, like what's your number one advice you would give? Yeah. Okay. Well, my number one advice is just to always, always kind of check in with yourself and make sure that you're wanting to do something for you, like, because you love it or you will be fulfilled. Don't let other people tell you what you should be doing, what you can or can't do. It's so important that like you decide I want to do this and then you do it. And to also remember that, like, I actually saw a TikTok today that kind of put this in really good terms. That's like, it was talking about how some people say like, oh, like that's really cool, but I could never pull it off. And they were talking about makeup and clothes and stuff. But the point that she was making is she said, all you have to do, here's how you pull anything off. Like do it or put it on. Then you pulled it off. Like the only person that knows that you were nervous is you. So I think it's like when you have an idea to take a risk, to do something different, to try it, like you just have to really intentionally remember that you have one life and one opportunity. And like, what is the worst that can happen? Probably nothing that bad. Right. So, um, just my biggest advice is just go for it. Just do it. Guess what? If it fails or you change your mind, like who cares? You learned from it. You grew. I have done so many things that didn't work or that I changed my mind on, but all of those things compiled, like led me to here. And I'm happy with what I'm doing. And I don't regret every, like anytime I've done something that didn't work or anytime I've, you know, had a quote failure, like those are all part of the journey. And I think my, my second piece of advice is just fail hard, fail often, fail hard, let yourself mess up because that's the only way that you're going to learn. If everything was perfect all the time and you just succeeded at everything, you wouldn't grow. You wouldn't, you would just be in this steady, stable place. Like it's the hard things that we grow from the most. And that was more like about life, but in terms of content and podcast specifically, like again, just, I mean, I think the biggest thing is to really decide when you're deciding what kind of content you want to create. You obviously want it to be something that you're passionate about and that you love, but you also want to take into consideration, like, who are you serving? What is your content going to do for people? And how is it going to either help them or make them laugh? Because yes, it's amazing that if you're passionate about something, you should do it. But if you really want that growth and you really want to change people's lives and help people, you have to be first thinking about the customer, the audience. Like you have to be like, okay, I love cooking videos, but like, let me see what my audience wants. Oh, a lot of them are vegan. Okay. Maybe I try like learning some vegan stuff for a week. Cause that's what they want. You know, like finding this balance between serving your audience. Cause that's when they're going to come back. That's when you're going to grow. And that's when you're going to like really impact people. So balancing that with making sure that you're passionate about what you're doing and that you're enjoying it every day. Cause if you're not enjoying it, what's the point? Right? Yes. Oh my God. I love that. Best advice ever. I hope ah. everyone that listens took that in. Um, and listen to a great advice, but I just want to say thank you so much for being on my podcast. It means so much. I know we thank talked you. about so many different topics. So I hope mm-hmm. everyone was able to relate on some of them or all of them. Um, but yeah, feel free to let everyone know where they can find you. Any of your last words. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll shoot you all the links or whatever links you want in case you want to put them in the, um, in the notes, but uh, you can find me on Instagram at Adrian Finch and also my podcast, which is self-made mastery. It has an Instagram account as well called self-made mastery pod pod. 
um, on YouTube, Adrian Finch on TikTok, Adrian Finch. Again, they're all kind of different brands, but you can find me pretty much anywhere on the social meds. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Love it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. I hope you all enjoyed it. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode. I hope that you're learning about my story and her story. Now, don't forget to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, check out our newest podcast twice a week, Wednesdays and Fridays. See you guys in our next episode.